Welcome to the NCEA podcast. I'm your host today, Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm the Director of Professional Learning for NCEA. My guest on the podcast today is Jesse Tanetta. Jesse, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to be here. Jesse is a former Catholic school educator and is now the program manager for Echoes and Reflections, specializing in providing professional development to middle and high school teachers focused on a Holocaust education throughout the United States. He holds bachelor's degrees in history and Catholic theology from Emmanuel College, as well as a master's degree in Holocaust and genocide studies from Gratz College. His master's thesis focused on the theological challenge of a post-Holocaust world, and he's a current PhD student, so congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. It's a lot of education and a lot of hard work, but uh, exciting. So um, that's where I'm in right now. Good. I'm right there with you. I'm also working on that. So I'm walking the journey beside you. All right. So would you share a little bit more about yourself with the listeners, um, about your experiences in teaching Catholic schools and what did you teach, what grade levels, and what do you miss about that? You must miss it a little bit. Yes, absolutely. It's funny. I never wanted to be a teacher. My mother was a teacher. I have an older brother who was a teacher. And so it was a field that I tried to avoid. But, you know, I think education and teaching is is a calling that you just feel drawn to. So um, I got into Catholic schools and um, I taught mostly religion, which was really exciting. So sophomores through seniors in high school um, and ran the gamut between, you know, the sacraments, teaching the Bible, church history taught a little bit of morality. I also, you know, put my finger in some history as well and some um, government economics and it was kind of a a Swiss army knife. So um, across two schools in Boston and in New York City. And, um, you know, I think there's something really special about Catholic schools, the environment, the the connection that you can make with your students and the the leeway that sometimes you have in terms of building a, a culture in the classroom. And I think religion definitely lends itself more to that. Um, so that's what I, re- I miss the most is I miss my students and those relationships that you build and the optimism and, you know, vivacity of, of young people is, um, is contagious. And it's something that I, that I miss every day. Excellent. Well, thank you for sharing that. I agree with you. You know, when you think back on the students that you had and some of those great conversations and you hope you made an impression and then, you know, you wonder what they're doing out there in the world today, but, um, but thank you. Thank you for your service as a Catholic school teacher. Um, again, it, what a, it, it's, it is a calling. It's a ministry for sure. So Jesse is here today to talk about the free programs available to our Catholic educators and some upcoming opportunities for learning about and teaching the Holocaust in junior high and high school. So thanks for being with us today and sharing this information. Um, high quality programming with great access and perks for teachers is what you offer. Can you give an overview and share what is available? Sure. So the organization I work for now is Echoes and Reflections, and it's really a partnership between the ADL, the USC Shoah Foundation, which you might be aware of with Schindler's List and the, the great testimonies that they collect, and Yad Vashem, the official Holocaust Museum of Israel. 
Um, and so between those, the funding from those um, three organizations, as well as a generous grant from Eileen Ludwig Greenland Endowment, uh, our programs have been offered and, and we're making a really big push to um, to focus on Catholic school educators. It's such a huge population in the United States that I think often gets overlooked in terms of professional development and um, growing the, the profession of teaching. And so we offer these free resources. Our, everything is open sourced and online. And, and these particular programs are ones that will be tailor-made for, for Catholic educators. So it's something that um, we're kind of doing already, but we're really making a push to, to reach this really special demographic and, and hopefully make a really big difference in, in that area. So I'm just curious, what what types of teachers, I'm thinking that this would be of interest to not only theology, but history, um, literature teachers, who usually attends these programs? Yeah, um, so we're probably about 60% social studies teachers and maybe 30% English teachers, and then uh, just the runs the gamut of the last 10%. So obviously there's plenty of connections to make to history, um, whether that's European history or American history or just history in general in terms of building, you know, social awareness and, and global efficacy. And English definitely with re- reading novels that are connected to the Holocaust or connected to that time period. So those are the, the two big ones. But we also have religion teachers who use it as a way to understand morality and, and human sociology and, and the psychology of how we make decisions and the actions that we do. And we also have plenty of fun ones. We did a program recently with music teachers who are looking to bring the music of um, Jewish victims and, um, and Holocaust era, you know, talented musicians that were lost to bring to their students in a, in a really special way. So it really runs the, the gamut of educators and, I think that makes it more exciting. And I think that Catholic schools in general, I can remember being that Swiss army knife and teaching multiple, multiple, you know, curriculum, multiple topics, multiple grades. And so I think it's one of those uh, great partnerships where a teacher that does teach multiple subjects or multiple grades can really pull a lot of resources and a lot of perspective to help their students in many different ways. That's great. Yeah, multidisciplinary lessons are so important for helping kids make connections. I was a I was an English teacher, I was a literature teacher, but I always taught the history and the geography of everything that was around a lesson, right? So this is this is relevant to many different types of teachers. So talk a little bit more about the content of the programs that are being offered and why are these topics so relevant today? Sure. I mean, I don't think it's a surprise anymore that anti-Semitism is rising at a disgusting and and dangerous level in the United States and abroad. Um, I think our misunderstanding and and reckoning with what history is and what truth in history is, is also, you know, a growing climate. We see plenty of, um, you know, misrepresentations, fear of what history is, um, as well as just horrible comparisons that are inaccurate and really whitewash and distort um, this important history as well as other important histories. So, I mean, I think in terms of the the kind of temperature of the world, this content is especially important. Um, but I also think that all of those benefits that we're looking for with our students, and especially if we think of Catholic schools as um, really focused on the whole person of educating them as 
as people and their character and their morality and their spirituality and their academics and all of those things. I just think that it's a, a perfect, you know, partnership. I keep saying partnership, but I just think it's a perfect um, grouping of, you know, how do we build students that are global citizens and are compassionate and empathetic and um, I think Holocaust education is a great way to teach those really important lessons and have students connect with survivors and victims and other people of history um, in a way that makes them also think about their own beliefs, their own decisions and their own actions. Yes, definitely. And so you mentioned morality. So understanding the morality, the the critical thinking of, you know, the context of everything that happened, um, the sociological issues and social justice, um, there, there's so much to be learned and then to be applied in the classroom. So can you can you describe a little bit how the lessons from these programs can be applied in the classroom, in the various classes, be a little bit more specific? Sure. Um, I think that teachers obviously are, are overwhelmed and overworked. And so I think it's really important when developing professional development and asking teachers to spend their hard earned time in learning and building on their profession. There has to be tangible assets, resources and lessons that they come away with. Um, teachers love learning. They love knowledge. And so that's also a benefit. But they also want a resource that they can pluck from a professional development and use in their classroom tomorrow. Um, and I think Echoes and Reflections does a really excellent job of that. You know, whether it's, you know, taking, you know, the taking a, a photograph or an illustration from a children's book and looking at how does this children's book utilize age old anti-Semitic tropes or you know, if we're leaning into Christianity and, and Catholicism, you know, how the, the charges of deicide and the, the blaming of the Jews for the, kill, the killing of Christ or um, the, the blood libel of, of blaming Jews for stealing Christian children and using their blood is to bake matzah, these horrible anti-Semitic tropes that exist and um, remain and grow and get changed and, and perverted for the modern day. I think a, a teacher that wants to grab some a resource or um, can do that really great with Echoes and just grab something, use it in their classroom. They're talking about, you know, why I'm teaching, um, you know, I'm teaching the Merchant of Venice. Why, why is this stereotypically Jewish character being cast in this certain way um, and being able to contextualize that history and pull images, pictures, first-hand accounts, um, political cartoons, and, you know, have students have this really deep conversation about why do these tropes exist and, and how they've been utilized for the benefit of the powerful in many ways um, to, you know, infect our society with hatred. So, um, you know, I really think that is, is something that we do best, that we have all the resources that you need. If you're new to teaching this material, you can use our material and from step one to step 57, and it goes great. Or if you're looking for a very specific resource, I think there's something that we can pull, you know, a, a poem or um, a photograph or an illustration or a piece of artwork to really delve deeply into, into this history or into the specific topic that you're looking for. So I just think there's so many ways to use our resources that um, it's just so valuable and so very excited to, to offer Catholic educators this really 
great chance to, to take a look and, and have some professional development focused on these. So tell me this, what, what surprises you when, um, when you have teachers come into a class and they're really surprised about something that they learn? Um, what surprises you about what people don't know about the content that you're teaching? Yeah, um, that's, you know, I, I, there, I have so many answers to this question, but um, I guess I, I would go with two. One would be the, the lack of knowledge about current anti-Semitic attitudes um, and and why anti-Semitism continues to be the longest hatred and the most popular hatred. And, you know, it's one of the few things that our politicians today agree on, whether it's the far left or the far right or many people in between, that we see anti-Semitism rising up. And so I think on the one hand, it's surprising to me that teachers and just adults in general often don't recognize it and see it for what it is. Um, so I think that's the first part. And I think the second part is just a general lack of the knowledge of the history um, and not seeing some of the warning signs about how a democracy can crumble or um, the rise of Hitler to power and the many factors that that come into play in terms of, you know, how this history develops from the 1920s to the 30s to the 40s um, and seeing some of those kind of stark issues. Um so I think that's those those two. I guess they both lean towards knowledge that there's just a lack of understanding about the history in general. And then there's a lack of because they don't understand that history, they're unable to make connections to the modern day of, of why this, you know, virulent, disgusting hatred continues to thrive. Yeah, good. Thank you. Thank you. Very enlightening answer. So um so talk a little bit about the um, the resources that are available. I know that you've got, you have classes, you have webinars coming up, you have a website with resources available. Can you talk about all of those and in, in the, the different, you know, how, how is each, um, you know, avenue a little bit different for what teachers might be looking for? Sure. So, I mean, everything is, is open sourced and online on our website. And so um, that includes a, you know, 10, units of historical um, lessons based on the Holocaust, including a unit on contemporary anti-Semitism. So if you're looking for full lesson plans, that includes teacher guidance, student handouts, graphic organizers, curated testimony to show in your classroom, um, primary sources, all of the things that you can think of when you develop an entire lesson, um, a teacher can find that. Um, they can find uh, professional videos that have been produced about very specific topics like anti-Semitism or the ghettos or the final solution, you can find a, this fantastic timeline we have from 1933 to 1945 with assets that include those testimonies, photographs, student handouts that can be put right into the learning management system. Um, and so that's all of our kind of major content that um, is really important and something that is constantly updated to be more focused on student inquiry and critical thinking and all of those, um, you know, really important teacher practices that we know that that's how students learn today. And in terms of professional development, there are, we do about five to six webinars a month um, about different topics, some of them historical and about knowledge and others about teaching practice. Like how do you use project-based learning in the classroom utilizing this, some of our resources? 
Um, we have online courses, some of them a week long, some three weeks long that are focused on teaching the Holocaust, focused on contemporary anti-Semitism. We're also focused on other themes like media literacy or um, refugees and trying to understand the refugee crisis. So um, there's there's plenty of resources and they're they're all open source. They're all online. They're available for teachers. And, and there's also a, a great supportive system um, between the, our facilitators that lead some of these professional development and our staff um, who have you know spent their their lives and spent you know a decade at least kind of studying this material and, and figuring out the best way to teach students about it. So is the content always changing or are there things that are always available to people? Is it something that, you know, if teachers are looking at your website, you know, if they check back every month, they're going to see something new. Can you talk a little bit about the content development part? Sure. Um, our, for the most part, they won't see anything new. Um, our professional development offerings, like our webinars, are obviously changing every month. Um, we bring, you know, some of them will stay the same. Some of our core webinars that are well attended and focused on specific themes are will, you know, pop up every couple of months, um, and others will be different. And for our resources, our units um, that are kind of the the core of our resources and our kind of what. You know, they're even put under the teach tab. So they're really for teachers to, to teach about them. Um, the first five units were updated in the beginning of 2021. So some of the things were left off, but we brought in um, plenty of really great resources that we thought were, were better or more powerful or, or more apt to today's, um, today's climate and today's world. And we are uh, in the process of finishing up the last five units. So um, our units six through 10 will be updated and released probably at the end of January in 2022. So there'll be a little bit of change in the next couple of months, but nothing too substantial. And I think the changes have been uh, very well received so far in terms of um, really focusing on students um, and building their critical thinking and, and having students really take control of their learning. And um, that includes graphic organizers and fillable PDFs and all these really great tools that can be used um, and, you know, uploaded right into your learning management system or utilized with other great online tools like Padlet or Mentimeter, those, those kinds of things. That's fantastic. I know teachers like to know when they are uh, seeking professional development or looking for resources to be able to use in their classrooms that that those resources are being created or at least vetted by teachers, people who have actually been in the classroom. So, you, you know, it's good to know. And that's why I really wanted to focus on your background, too. Um, are most of the people um, that are developing these resources and looking at these resources, were they educators? Yes. Absolutely. Um, you know, myself is, is working on the units as well as our director is also a former classroom teacher and an English teacher. So I have the kind of more of the history background and they have more of the, the English background. And then we have others um, in our partner organizations that were teachers, that were lawyers, that are historians that have worked in the nonprofit sphere for a long time. And um, as well as we are constantly um, surveying our population, whether that is using like an educator advisory council and getting feedback from teachers in the classroom right now, or doing market research for students or how our lessons are being used. Um, 
So it, it really is teacher focused and it is uh, just a really great environment. Um, you know, as we started at, at the beginning, you know, I missed those relationships with my students, but I also am very grateful for kind of working with like-minded adults as well that are all on the, the same page in this mission. I don't think you get into Catholic education or Holocaust studies without a deep passion for it and a, you know, a really strong sense of, of duty and vocation. So um, it's, it's been a, a rewarding experience. Definitely. It's always about the mission. And for, you know, for those of us, you know, we're not in the classroom anymore, but equipping the people who are in the classroom with what they need so that they can do their jobs well and and we can remove obstacles for them and and provide um, good training is so important. So thank you for that. So um, just a a, a couple of last questions here. So I know through NCEA, our members that receive a, a weekly email from us can find a link to upcoming classes, to a January webinar that's going to be offered through Echoes and Reflections. What is the website? If you just want to give the direct website to our listeners, that would be great. It's echoesandreflections.org. Okay, echoesandreflections.org. Yes, all spelled out and everything will be there for you. Okay. Fantastic. Well, Jesse, thank you so much for for all you do and for spending time with me today to um, to talk about these wonderful resources that are available to educators and to our particularly our Catholic educators that are listening to the NCEA podcast. So I want to thank you and um, thank Echoes and Reflections um, for for everything that is being made available free to our teachers. And I want to thank our listeners for joining us on another NCEA podcast. Thanks so much, Jesse. Thank you so much for having me and and thank you to everyone who listens and who teaches and um, you're you're truly heroes and I'm just uh, maybe that word is overblown but just as such an affinity for educators and teachers and especially those that that put so much effort into their craft and um, you're you are making a difference and you know that's it's well appreciated and, and glad to to offer help in that way. Well said. Well, thank you so much. Have a great day. 